You're listening to the Retro Guardians. Okay, now what? Buckle up. you ever bought or rented a videotape that wasn't quite right? <laughs> Groovy. Little Hand says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. Hasta la vista, baby. Retro Guardians. Hello, welcome to another episode of Retro Guardians. I'm Jay. And I'm Ben. And today we're going to talk a little bit about a a craze that's been sort of sweeping us middle-aged old farts lately. I would agree with that. Which is collecting. So this is a bit about the collecting culture that's sort of uh, re-emerging. I think because of COVID, I think it's also a way for people to get out and look for things again. I used to call it treasure hunting yeah. on every sort of level, whether it was video collecting, CD, record collecting, but now more than ever, I absolutely believe it. it, it is sort of a nostalgic sort of high for a well, lot of people. Well, that's it. We're, we're getting old and we're, we're trying to live back our happier days of our youth. So, Or in a lot of cases, the really happy period of our life, according to certain people. So we're looking for objects, items, or Eras. things that music, whatever, videos that take us back to those happier times. And I think it's that whole premise of this nostalgia trip that's hitting us, you know, 40 plus year old people that sort of just want to be taken back. You know, they're sick of the stress of life and they're sick of all these pressures around the world, increased cost of living. Look, where do I end? Um, And just think back to, you know, when we were young and we carefree. Yeah. And also a period where a nap was a punishment where now it's a blessing. Oh, yeah. What would I give for a fucking nap? 12-hour one, especially. But um, so today you and I went and had a look at a... Antiques um, warehouse. Not a shop, not a shop, a warehouse. Huge. So if you know where uh, Ikea is in Melbourne, it's actually Uh, just off... Glenway, Uh, sorry, the um, Springvale one. Yeah, it's just off near Garden Road, yeah, next to it, uh, opposite it. Um, and this place was massive and they had everything from sort of fifties and sixties electrical items like projectors and TVs and, and radios and the eight millimeter, sort eight of, mil films yeah, and tape, um, lots uh, of music. Yeah. And records. also a lot of plates, a lot of, yeah. uh, kitchen collectibles like yeah. flour and sugar containers. They actually had an uncle Toby's tin, yep. not a, um, a cardboard one, like for oaks and things like that. Everywhere mm. you looked, you saw something from decades cups. long gone. Like yes. The Coca-Cola cups of old. Heaps. And they made were... me remember their Christmas editions every year that they bring out the cups. Yep. So they had all this stuff and it was incredible. And you could really deck out an awesome man cave or... I, I mentioned uh, several know, relatives of mine yeah. that if I let them loose in there, I knew they'd, they'd crazy. Walk, yeah, they'd walk out with two or three shopping trolleys full of yep. stuff. There's a friend of ours, oh, we won't mention his name, but he's a certain um, bike enthusiast in Griffith. I saw so many signs in here, mm. like Jay, like road signs. Oh, bar signs. Yes, and, stuff, and yeah. bar signs especially that I know he would just go crazy for. Yeah. But 
I do know it would be a place to take family and friends to if we yeah. did, did bring them down here. Really reminisce. People see things. And I know you were saying every time we walk past something, you were like, oh, you know, this is my memory of that item of growing up, you know, things like this. We found a kid's book that yeah. Jay hadn't seen oh, since yeah. the late 80s. And as oh, soon as God. I saw the cover, I remembered it. What's it called? Tiddalik. Yeah, the, the something to- toad or frog. Yeah, it's an yeah. Australian book. It's hmm. very late eighties. It's to do with a, a, a story in the Dreamtime about how um, a, a rivers fr- the frog ate, drank all the the water on the land, and when he exploded because hmm. they made him laugh, it created the river systems in Australia. Hmm. In the Dreamtime. So yeah. I remembered that, and I couldn't hmm. believe I remembered it. You know. One of the the things that really interested me was a lot of the old video game consoles. And we've spoken a lot about the different video consoles on here and the uh, previous episodes. And um, it was really great today to see the Sega Master Systems and Mega Drives. It was the Mega Drives. And also it was the late 80s uh, Nintendos or a couple of those yeah. there too, which looked amazing. And they're like three, $400 each. And the, if you're a real collector, there was that Nintendo Entertainment System you mentioned, yes. the original one, in the box. 500 and something dollars. Yeah. Um, and it was also really good seeing the old Sega games, like the, yeah. um, what were the names of them? The theme park, uh, what's the one with the ninja on the cover? Uh, Shinobi. Shinobi. Also, um, it had um, one of the Mortal Kombat's of that period, yeah. early 90s. It had Afterburner was in there somewhere. It was the well-known ones, obviously. Yeah. But they were in the original packaging. Also, we found a couple of tapes. Mm. That were the cardboard covers. Now, oh, yeah. very early 80s, there was two of the Marx Brothers movies, two of my favourites, The Night at the Opera, a Day at the Races, and they weren't the plastic cover ones. They would come in the late 80s. This is very early cardboard. They didn't mm. last for obvious reasons. They were too um, fragile. It was before they went to the VHS clamshell, yes. the plastic clamshell. They were using the cardboard So covers. in 84, 85, they still sold those. That's why mm. I remember that, because it was the first videotapes I ever saw, and some of my early videos were that. So I've told yeah. that story before. But everywhere you walked in this place, I mean, they had pianos, they had mirrors, they had, um, we saw two cabbage pack stalls in a sort of like a, a $5 bin kind of setup. Mm. There were heaps of Simpson stuffs. Snuggle pot and cuddle pie. pie. which we freaked out when we <laughs> saw those. Um, yeah. There were tapes, little cassette tapes everywhere for... Um, Boom boxes. We did see a couple of boom boxes, actually. Yeah. And the over-the-shoulder were... boom box of the 80. Yes. Yep. And then there were occasionally something you would come across that you would go, I actually know someone that had that. So I came across a plate that had a pattern mm. that my mother had in the 90s. It was a blue pattern, a Chinese yeah. um, design ones. There were a heap of those Chinese chests that yeah. everyone had, whether it was for photos or something else. There were heaps of those. Um, saw a lot of really big war units and um, bookcases that I've had the money would have bought two of them. But you yeah. would find something in here that you would have liked. That's the part I think a lot of people, we saw a lot of people in this place, at least more than 50, walking around yeah. everywhere. Of and all things age groups. like, I wonder, you know, they had like the empty beer cans from the 60s, 70s, 80s, you know, the old cup draft, yes. all those, even the empty Coca-Cola cans. Where do people put these? They buy them. What do they do with them? I'd say what they do what we do. Put, put them, them on, on a shelf. shelf somewhere and forget yeah. about them and then sell them later when you need it. They mm. had so many mugs. They had so many flasks Yeah. Uh, of all prices, like 5 to $50. There were a lot of big ones like those big ones you get for your 21st. You know, the Most of the stuff was stuff. fairly well priced. 
Yeah, and it also a lot of it's in good nick. Uh, they had a lot of M M&M and yeah. M mascot sort of to- the ones you put on your shelves yep. and stuff. The chocolate, not yeah. the wrapper. Yeah, and there were yep. heaps of those. There was some in great nick. There were some in not so great nick. Mm. Um, they actually had, and we saw this in a, in a corner. We went and looked at it. They had cardboard standees. Michael Jackson, Elvis, yeah. Prince, Freddy Krueger, Marilyn. There was a great Popeye statue I saw down the end, but I couldn't oh, get yeah. to. So, man, there was stuff there. Like I said, you let someone in there, and they're not going to leave without buying something. A, a vintage enthusiast, that is. That's right. Someone like my wife wouldn't care less for half that stuff. Or some of my family members as well. No. And when I go back, un- inevitably with a haul that I got today, she'll tell me it's useless junk. Could you please mention the main thing you bought So I got a few cassette tapes. I had recently purchased a Sanyo boombox, which was the exact model I had um, oh, I remember that. in 19... What year were we in year one? 88. 88. I had it in 88. It was a Sanyo boombox, a red one, oh, it was a red and one. it would, you know, you'd be able to hold it over your shoulder. It'd run on six C-cell batteries that would last 10 minutes if you're lucky. If that. Um, it was a great little stereo and like everything else I had as a kid, my parents chucked it. So I found one on eBay for 20 bucks and I bought it and it got delivered wrapped in a, um, just a plastic bag. That was it. Like, I, I'm like, oh, this thing's smashed, but I opened it up and it was intact. Obviously, you know, the technology from the eighties isn't built like the brittle stuff today. It was uh, built to last. Yep. So I wanted some cassettes to play on this. So I picked up a few today. I got Mental as Anything, Daryl Braithwaite. um, Slim? Which one? Slim Dusty? Oh, Slim Dusty. In in, uh, memory of my late uncle who got me introduced into that in the 80s. And there was one other. and I I think it was a compilation one. Yeah. So um, cassettes. I also got a old Telecom Australia field technician's uh, briefcase, which is really interesting. Now, for the people out there who were born after the 90s. Yeah. Telecom was what Telstra was predecessor. Yes. And I still see the symbol now and I think of this guy next to me and all he ever did was talk about Telecom. Yeah. And I'm still quite the phone enthusiast these days. I collect a lot of the old phones and I've got heaps of them at home. And uh, once again, useless junk according to my wife, but I love tinkering. And I also got a... uh, As my mother would refer to. Yeah. And I also got a Mario plush toy, which I'll give to a young fella. Yes, and that was actually for a good price too. There was a Luigi, but Jay thought that Mario was enough. enough. Yes. Yeah. His wife would agree with that one. I definitely would have been banished had I spent any more money. But um, lots of cool stuff, and I probably could have bought a lot more. But I think it just highlighted the fact how um, people like us are now buying a lot of this old stuff. And I know you had your eye on a couple of interesting pieces. They had a lunchbox from Dawn of the Dead, which I could not believe how good a condition it was in. It was only $40, which surprised the Mm. hell out of me. And And some of those are normally over $100 on eBay. There was also some toys you were eyeing off. Yeah, there was a couple from the early 90s and that there that were actually in good nick. There was one there, and I mentioned this to Jay, it was a Masters of the Universe couple of toys. That, uh, Jay said, blah, blah. I said, they were actually cheap. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, they're over 100 bucks normally. I saw them in there for 30 to $40 each. Mm. That's cheap compared to some of the others. There was the thing that um, Master Splinter lived in. What was that called? The, you know, Splinter from Teenage... Oh, the sewer? There was that... 
globe-looking thing. What was it? Oh, uh, not not a shredder. Oh, shredder. Sorry. It was a Technodrome. Technodrome. Which was five hundred dollars, but that one I believe, but it was in pristine condition. Yeah. I don't know if they had the box, but even I would get that and put that immediately into a safe domain and behind glass. Thank you for reminding me yeah. about that. I actually took a photo of it to send to my cousin, who's also a big turtles enthusiast, but. You do have a lot of shops now that just sell vintage toys. There's mm. a couple in Northcote and that. Um, Lobos, I want to take you up there one day just to mm. show you that place. I guarantee you, you and I will walk out of there after spending $500 each. But the great thing about places like this, even if you don't want to spend on toys like up above $100, you may get lucky and find something for a little bit half price. And that's what this place was. Jay had mentioned there was a lot of toys in there. I saw a lot of Simpsons stuff. I saw a lot of Star Wars stuff, more the modern stuff. And so the thing that worries me now, this is 30-plus years ago we're talking, these toys. Early 90s, yes. 30 years old. Now, when we were in the 90s, growing up as, um, you know, year three, year four, what year were five. 30 years ago back then were the 60s? Yeah. You know, how scary is that? So all these little trinkets from the 80s and 90s, all these, you know, toys, they they need to be preserved. They need to be looked after because they're a, a, a snapshot of history that lots of our parents have thrown in the trash. So the small amount of them that are left or need in, to go to a good home. But in the case of myself, I paid with a lot of them until they fell to bits. That's yeah. how enthusiastic I was about toys back yep. then. And yes, I do regret it now. I wish I'd looked after some of them. I wish I kept some. Jay was very lucky. He managed to hold on to a couple that his parents missed. A few. Yeah, yeah they and, trashed everything else. Yeah, but some of the ones he was able to hold on to now, I'm like, I'm so mm. glad he got those. I'm still pissed they threw out Ecto-1. Yes, I know. you. Ah, oh, man. But... Look, it's sort of one of those things where people need to collect them, look after them, and make sure they're passed on for future generations to, I guess, enjoy and look after. So that's about it on collecting, um, I think, today. Just keeping your mind open about, you know, the different things that are out there. and One thing I just want to tackle on with the 80s stuff and early 90s, we lived in an era where it was big mass produced, so there was a lot of them out there still. Yeah. So some of them, yes, some of the 80s ones and late 80s, I think we'll be very lucky because there was a lot out there, as the aforementioned Turtles stuff. Mm. You can still find it if you go out and look, but I agree with Jay. I wish, you know, there was stuff still looked after that was more rarer than that. Yeah. Like the 70s and, and the 60s one. We They're are all gone. Yeah, we're now in an era where we, the nostalgia craze for us is the 80s, whereas when we were in the 80s, it was the 50s. Yeah. And i got a feeling as we get into the next eras, same thing will happen with other eras. Well, that's right. Look, fast forward 30, 40 years, the toys and stuff that are on the shelves now will be that net future generations yeah. um, collectibles. The mid, and all mid our age. Bart Simpson, all our Master of the Universe, Inspector Gadget, they're all gone. Ultron. They're going to be finished. Yeah. They're going to be in landfill. No one's going to care about them anymore. They just announced recently they're going to make another Toy Story. Um, we did see a couple of Toy Story mm. things in there. I was actually looking for a Woody. We didn't see any, but we saw a couple of Buzzes and even a couple of Jessies. And mm. they were actually in decent nick. You could put them on a shelf and they'd be fine. Yeah. But I could tell by the one we looked at, it was the first Buzz from the 90s because of the, how the back. The original. Yeah. yeah. But it's completely, the, the wings are broke and you know, it won't pop out like they used to. But it was still, mm. like I said, I picked it up and had a look and went, it's still okay to put on a shelf. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, I've got one of them down the back back somewhere that I was still looking for a Woody at the moment to put next to it. Mm -hmm. So whatever 
floats your boat. Whatever turns you on, nostalgic, happy reasoning, brings you out of this slump that we're in, both economically, personally, professionally, uh, cost of living, whatever, I don't blame you for going out and checking out secondhand shops. I yeah. don't blame you for checking places that used to you felt beneath you, but in this day and age, you can't really afford to do anything else yeah. but check out places like this. Trust me, um, a friend, of, um, one of my uncle's brothers, actually, he got me on to saying when I was a big video fan in the 90s, he goes, Ben, go to Clint's, go to all those mm. places. Look, trust me, you'll find something. He was right. I always found something, even if it was one thing. Mm. It is worth it. That's how friends of mine have their collections now. They still look in all places like that. So don't think it's beneath you. Go check it out. Get out of the house. Do something. It's yeah. worth it. It's like I said, I call it treasure hunting. Yeah, it is. You get a lot of treasure. So what, one man's trash, uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure. treasure. Yep. And right now, more than ever, that is so true. Yep. So I think we'll end it this week, AJ. And drop us a message under or comment on this on Facebook. Tell us if you found anything in these trash and treasure, antique markets, etc. What have you found? And was it a find that you couldn't believe or was mm. it something you were not expecting? Rare. Yes. Please yeah. let us know. We're actually curious. And yeah, likewise, if you've got any good places that other people might like to go and um, shop at, uh, let us know or drop a-, a comment. Any recommendations, we're happy to mm. put them out there. Cool. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. And see you next time. Bye. Retro Guardians.